I'm Brad Locke, and you are listening to Prep Rally, a high school sports podcast brought to you by the Daily Journal and djournal.com. Welcome to the first Prep Rally episode of 2024. So exciting. Brad here with James. Hello, James. Hello, Brad. Happy to get back into the swing of things. Podgator, how was your uh, time off there? It was pretty good. Got to see some family in Charlotte, and then I got to visit my grandparents and my aunt and uncle in Florida. It was a lot of fun. Well, it was time well spent. All over the place there, weren't you? Yeah, traveling quite a bit over the past week and a half, really. Yeah, well, I stayed around here, but that's okay. I got to hang out with family a lot. Besides, I'm going on a cruise in like 10 days, so... Oh? Yeah, I'll get my vacation time in. Looking forward to that. Hackers we'll, away. We'll leave y'all in the middle of basketball season in the lurch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, way it goes. Hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, if, if you haven't listened to us before, well, you can tell that this podcast comes to you every Wednesday because this is dropping on a Wednesday, uh, the 3rd of January. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, uh, Spotify, or online at preprally.djournal.com. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter at djournalsports. And uh, check out our sponsor, Pizza Doctor, at Midtown Point in Tupelo. That's the old mall. Uh, Pizza Doctor with that sweet crust. Mm. Got the meat lovers today. We got the chicken Alfredo. Alfredo, Alfredo, whatever. It's uh, they're both winners. Pizza Doctor. Thanks to them for sponsoring the podcast. We got not a ton to talk about because it's uh, you know been a little bit dead except for a few basketball tournaments here and there. But uh, we do have a little bit of basketball to talk about got a little football to talk about i wrote about some uh some of the area's top sophomores last week so we'll touch on that a little bit uh let's jump into the hoops first uh going back to last week one of those holiday tournaments i was at was uh the tupelo christmas shootout on uh friday i saw tupelo's girls take on bob jones it was not just one dude it was five young ladies they played against uh bob jones is from uh Alabama, I can't remember the town. Davidson, maybe? Madison? I don't know. Anyway, it's a 7A school, one of the best in the state. Uh, so Tupelo got a real good test there from Bob Jones. Lost a tough one, 41-38. to Had their chances at the end. Committed a late turnover with like five, six seconds left. Uh, one of 18 that Tupelo committed uh, on the on the night. But then you're going in, that was going to be a, a tough team to deal with. Just the day before, Bob Jones has beaten, had beaten – beating Pontotoc, and that was Pontotoc's first loss of the season. I think that score was like 39-27. So that tells you how good that Bob Jones defense is because Pontotoc's got like five girls at least that can score. Tupelo, uh, some encouraging uh, – an encouraging thing from that loss was the play of Lamar Cleaves. Of course, she uh, suffered that torn ACL prior to last season. Still not 100% all the way back, but she had a double-double. And uh, – uh, played really well overall, 10 points, 11 rebounds. Uh, didn't start, but got a lot of minutes off the bench. So she's been getting better and better uh, each and every game. So that's a, a good sign for Tupelo going forward as they start to really get into uh, region play and whatnot. Uh, so that was, a, that was a Friday, yeah. So uh, if you didn't see it, go check out the story at djournal.com. Got a story that uh, should be on the website by now. Uh, on the Moore sisters, Meg and Reese Moore of Tishomingo County. And uh, have you seen Tish play uh, basketball this year yet? No, I have not. But you've seen Reese play volleyball, I feel like. I did. You know she's an athlete. 
Yeah, I know she's a very good athlete. Just yeah. every time when they when they would communicate who the ball was going to, about nine out of ten times, you'd be like, more, yeah. more, yeah. more. She made our all-area uh, volleyball uh, team. More, more. Uh, and she was on the all-area basketball team last year. She's a senior, but she's got a younger sister, Meg, who's uh, on varsity for the first uh, time this year, just an eighth grader, but uh, playing very well. In fact, Meg leads the team in scoring. I went up to Baldwin uh, this afternoon. They are playing a game, uh, Tish at Baldwin. So went up there to talk to both of the Moore sisters and to uh, do a story, a feature that will be in uh, Thursday's journal. And, again, it should, it should already be online. But uh, two very similar players, I mean uh, – Reese can do just about everything, averages 15.5 points, 7.5 rebounds, 3.5 steals. Uh, but Meg, very similar. Like I said, she leads the team in scoring, 16 a game. She can rebound as well. She can uh, play some defense, uh, dish out some assists. So they're, they're, they're similar in that way. Reese is a more physical player. Uh, but, you know, Meg's only in eighth grade. She's still trying to learn that part of the game. It was the same uh, process that uh, – uh, Reese had to go through when she was younger, uh, kind of being a tougher, more physical player. So, and you've seen either one of them, like they don't have a lot of meat on their meat on their bones. So, being physical is, you know, not the easiest thing maybe uh, for them. But Reese has managed to do it. I think Meg will uh, manage to do it uh, as well. Both can shoot from outside, 35 36% from three-point range. So, anyway, just wanted to mention that. Uh, let me give you all a heads up that that story is out there and, again, will be in Thursday's edition of the journal. Looking ahead to Saturday, James, we got the tangle on the trail. We had the boys' version back in December. Now it's time for the girls at Pontotoc. Uh, games all day long featuring a bunch of really good teams. Yeah, um, the one I'm doing a prep notebook item on, which should lead the notebook that will come out yep. tomorrow, is uh, Starkville will take on Pontotoc in the girls' Pontotoc number one, Starkville number three in the latest ratings. And these teams scrimmaged uh, before the season got started, Pontotoc won. Yeah, and, I was at that scrimmage. It was a two-quarter scrimmage, and in two quarters, Pontotoc basically ran Starkville off the floor. I mean – a, it gave you an idea of how good Pontotoc was going to be, and they have been as advertised. But also, Starkville was still trying to put some pieces together. They just gotten Tootie Lockett, the transfer from Knoxby County. She had not been with the team for very long at that point. And so trying to work her into the lineup, and, you know, they've got some other great pieces like uh, Zaria Edwards in the post. And, and so she's averaging like 16.5 points a game. Tootie has really kind of found her – her place with that team now, she's doing really well this year, averaging about 14 a game and just does a lot of things well uh, for Starkville. So, yeah, I think this will be a better uh, game than that two-quarter scrimmage was, uh, James. Then again, Pontotoc has been just dominant, uh, save that game against Bob Jones, which, again, one of the best 7-8 teams in Alabama. Remember they beat Lafayette a few weeks ago. I know Lafayette had some players out, but it was like, how did they beat Lafayette that bad? Lafayette's a good team. I mean, Pontotoc has just been destroying, de destroying people, and winning. And when they play a tough game, they play well. Yeah, they've been able to answer the bell a lot of times. I got to see them play against Ingemar. They were able to win that one, and I think overtime. Yeah, and they were able to beat Tupelo at home, a seven A school. Mm -hmm. And anytime you can beat a seven A school of that quality is massive. Yeah, and. You know, they've just been able to really hunker down in a lot of those tough moments, and it's translated in a really big way so far. I mean, they've got, like I said earlier, they got so many girls that can score. Uh, I was watching them uh, in that Tupelo tournament uh, the other night. Uh, they were one of the games uh, before Tupelo played. 
against Bob Jones. And, I mean, Corey Grace Ware, I thought she played really well. I think she's uh, improved a lot as a player. Of course, you got Channing Lane. You know what she can do. She can hit the outside shot, but uh, can beat you in other ways. You got Lila Cox, the Marvel transfer, Hannah Finley, the point guard that also transferred in uh, from New Albany. They just seem to really have meshed well together, which is not easy to do. I mean, they're all, again, that's, it's the most talented team in the area, in my opinion, but you still got to have that talent mesh and come together and work with each other. And the way Kyle Hurd, the coach, runs the program, that's kind of what you expected would happen, and it has. Um, but I am going to be curious to see how well Starville plays uh, upon a talk on Saturday. I will be covering that game. we got a lot of good matchups. Uh, we got how many ranked teams from our area are in it? Five, six? I counted five, which includes okay. – so we mentioned Pontotoc and Starkville, and we, there was also Ingemar, I believe, Tish County. Yep, Tish County's then, in it. And there's another one that escaped. Belmont is playing Choctaw Central, which is – of course, two two of the blue bloods. Uh, That's the one That's in, the one. in North Mississippi and in, in girls basketball. Uh, you mentioned Igamar. They'll take on Quitman. Tish County will take on Callaway. And there are some other games uh, involving uh, uh, teams that are not from the area, but that you know they always bring in great teams. You got uh, White Station, Tennessee, in, against Germantown. Holmes County Central against Olive Branch. Hancock against Hoover, Alabama. Uh, did we mention Tupelo playing Jasper? We did. We I. That one okay. escaped me as well. Yes, they play Jasper, Alabama. So, yeah, real good uh, day of basketball. I'm looking forward to getting over there. And uh, I'll be focusing on the Pontotoc Starkville game, but I'll probably uh, stick around and watch a little bit of uh, uh, some of these other games as well. Okay, again, that's Saturday at Pontotoc. I think it's like, was it 10 bucks to get in maybe? And it's, 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 it's a hard deal to beat. Okay, maybe it's 15. I can't remember. But either way, it's a great deal. Get you in for, for the whole day. Uh, okay, uh, football real quick. Uh, again, I did a column last week. You know, football season's over, but it's really hard to just let go of football, you know, because, I mean, really you could write about football year-round. And uh, no, nobody would complain, James. It's like when I lived in North Carolina. Uh, I worked at a paper up there out of college. They were like, you can never go wrong putting NASCAR in the paper. <laughs> like, if, if you got nothing else, just just load more NASCAR content onto the page. People will not uh, uh, mind that one bit up there. So I feel like it's the same way down here with the uh, high school football and college football, honestly. So, yeah, the the, the, the top five sophomores. Because, you know, we had such like a, an almost unprecedented uh, recruiting class in the area as far as the number of uh, prospects that are headed to Division One schools. I think we had 10 – as of this recording, we're waiting on Braylon Burnside's decision. He'll make that today during the All-American game, uh, the Starkville receiver. So counting him, I guess that would be 11. Yep. And then eight of those will have committed to a Power 5 program. Correct, I believe. Yeah. And uh, he was committed to MSU. Burnside was. So I, I don't know where he's going. You know, you've got Cannon Daniels, who, by the way, was named uh, uh, Gatorade Player of the Year in Mississippi today. Right. And uh, he's going to Florida. you got uh, Trey Petty, uh, Burnside's teammate, headed to Illinois. Tristan Jernigan is a, 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 the Tupelo linebacker, headed to Texas A&M. We've got a couple of kids, kids from the area going to Ole Miss. I mean, it's just – it's, it's been such a good class, this 2024 class, one of the best we've had around here in years. And so that got me looking at, you know, well, what's coming down uh, the pike here uh, as far as talent in the area. And you know what? We, we're losing a lot of really good players, but we've got a lot of good players coming back, especially in that uh, 2026 class. Uh, I just really uh, 
like the talent level. I mean, these kids as sophomores making a big impact. I went ahead and did some rankings. I ranked them the top five sophomores in the area. Uh, of course, they'll be juniors next year. But uh, Braden Shettles, I have at number five, the new Albany quarterback. He's a two-year starter at a 4A school. It's pretty impressive. He's, he's already got more than 4,000 career passing yards. We've got Jace Taylor at Biggersville. Uh, he's a guy that uh, kind of flew under the radar this year, uh, James, but, uh, you know, because of Trey Gunn and, and Jathan Hatch, who's going to Louisville, and Drew Rousey, the quarterback. But Jace is a two-way guy, really strong kid. He's like all muscle, linebacker, running back. Uh, I don't know which one he'll be better at. He had a bigger impact on defense this year just because they had all those weapons on offense. And you've seen Bears, well, you've seen Jace. And even uh, during that championship game, I, I, I think it was Jace that made a nice catch over the middle at one point uh, during one of their scoring drives. Uh, I mean, he's an athletic kid. Yeah, definitely. I think he had one that either gave Biggersville the lead or gave them a lot of momentum to help them take yeah, the lead. Yeah, and he did score a touchdown, after. didn't he? He did, yes. Yeah, so look out. He'll have a much bigger role for the Lions next year. Braylon Williams. Another two-year starter at quarterback uh, from Nettleton. Got him at number three. We've talked about him a lot. Dual threat. Uh, in fact, probably consider him the top dual threat quarterback uh, in the area uh, as far as players coming back next year. Uh, he had uh, over 1,000 yards rushing and uh, uh, well over – I don't have the numbers in front of me passing, but he had a lot of passing yards too. J.J. Uh, Hill, the running back at Tupelo. Like him a lot. He played a little bit last year, so we got a peek at him. And uh, I really liked what I saw last year. And this year he came up uh, uh, big for Tupelo. Big kid, can run between the tackles. Uh, they used him a lot uh, near the end zone. He had 18 touchdowns on 128 carries. Uh, just tough to tackle, but I like the way he runs in traffic. And then the number one sophomore, this was an easy one. Uh, I don't know if you've even seen the list, James, that I put together. Who would you say was the top sophomore this year from the area? Off the top of my head, uh, if I'm guessing, um, I would have to say Jeraylen McCoy. Yes, correct. The Tupelo defensive end. Another two-year starter. But this is at the uh, 6A last year. Now Tupelo's a 7A t- uh, school this year. So for a guy to start for two, his first two years of high school at the, at the highest level, the highest classification in, in the state, it's not very common at all. But this kid is just uh, uh, another worldly talent. Uh, 6'7", 245. Had a great sophomore season, 44 tackles, 11 sacks. I mean, he's got all the tools you could want. He's got tons of offers from SEC schools already and non-SEC schools. Uh, so he's poised for big things. So that's it's kind of a brief look. And there's some other really good sophomores we had in the area this year. Those were just my uh, top five. Uh, so anyway, that was in last Friday's uh, journal. Also find that at djournal.com. Okay, let's wrap it up with the Athlete of the Week nominees. Uh, we'll uh, – uh, have the uh, Twitter poll. You can go to at D Journal Sports on Twitter. We'll have the female and male athlete of the week polls. You can vote for the winners. Uh, this week's female nominees are Zaria Edwards of Starkville, Brooklyn Hodum of New Sight, and Laney Little of Biggersville. Male athlete nominees Zay Mays of Corinth, Kedrick Simmons of Boonville, and Daniel Wildman of New Sight. So go to at D Journal Sports on Twitter. We'll have those polls up shortly if they're not already. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, again, coming to you every Wednesday. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, or online at preprally.djournal.com. I'm on Twitter at Brad Locke. James is on there at JS Murphy Media. And thanks to our sponsor, Pizza Doctor at Midtown Point in Tupelo. For James and Podgator, I'm Brad. We'll, uh, we'll see you next week.